Welcome back to the Den Mothers podcast and happy Wednesday, Wolfpack. You are with your sisters, hosts, Den Mothers, confidants, best friends, sisters from the womb, Lauren and Camille. That's right. Welcome back. Today, we are talking about external validation. Or should we say the demise of our generation? Yes. (laughs) Today we will be discussing why everybody is so depressed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, I'm actually excited for this episode. I was just writing about it yesterday, and I feel like we don't even realize how much we're living based on how we think we're being perceived by other people, and it's really detrimental for our mental health. Yeah, we're going to be getting all into that. I mean, even just reviewing what we're talking about today, I was thinking, man, I don't necessarily know if right now, but there have been periods of my life where I've done things just specifically for other people. Looking back, it makes me so mad at myself. Yes. And so we'll talk about that as well, because we all do this. It's a survival tactic. Of course, we, you know. I want, I'll get into it soon after our weekly updates, but we have to give ourselves a little bit of wiggle room and also notice when we're living pretty exclusively through this lens. Before we get started, we just want to remind you that this episode is sponsored by Amber Bath Bathing Essentials. If you want the softest baby skin, if you want the best soaps, hand salves, body butters, all natural ingredients, as clean as you can possibly get. No water included on the lotion, so it soaks into the skin. It doesn't just sit on top of the skin and wash right off. Go to amberbath.com and use code WOLFPACK at checkout for 20% off your order and a little gift from your dead mothers. Let's get it popping with some weekly updates. Let's get it popping. Lauren? Oh, you want me to go first? Oh, or should I go first? I don't know. I think you should go first. Well, here I am. I'm in Washington for, well, I think it's two more episodes, but you can see that I'm back in the library. Mm -hmm. But over the weekend, I just went to San Francisco and had such a good time with my best friend, literally since I have been 14. Like I sang Bohemian Rhapsody to Ellen at homecoming my freshman year. And since that day, we have pretty much just been best friends. I went to San Francisco to see her. She and her boyfriend just moved there. And we had a really good time. Like we we walked like 15,000 steps the first day. We went to the Museum of Modern Art, which was actually very funny in so many ways because <laughs> modern art has always been kind of difficult for me to interpret. <laughs> yeah. It's like, you know, if I'm seeing Renaissance art or art in Italy or something, it's like, oh my gosh, this is incredible. Or I don't know all the other kinds. What are the other kinds of art? <laughs> Watercolor? <laughs> I don't know. I could I could think of some, but it's slipping away from me right now. Okay, well, let me just describe the kind of art I like. I like art where there are people in it and there are faces and it's like a story, you know, a narrative that, or some kind of an intimation of mood where I can feel something in the art. Right, you like know? some it's, Van Goghs and Picassos. Yeah, it's like yeah. pulling me in. It's making me feel something. I can kind of get into what the artist had in mind. With modern art, it might just be the most gigantic canvas you've ever seen and then just a single dash <laughs> through it. And it's like everybody's standing around looking at this thing and I'm trying to be so deep and cool. And I'm just, Ellen and I were cracking up because it's just... I would say, you know, okay, let's move on to the next floor because I couldn't get into it. It's so funny. I love museums too. I love art museums, but I cannot get into modern art or abstract art. Like I just can't read the mood and people know so much about why they've put the strokes the way they've done it. I'm like, 
I don't know about you, but I feel like I could have done this. I know. And I feel like everybody says that. So I try to be like, wow, this is amazing. Because I heard several people be like, I could have done that. You know, that's the part about it is I'm like, how do the museum curators decide which artist right. comes in? But it was interesting because there were some more famous works. We saw some Andy Warhols. I think they had some Jackson Pollock in there. So it almost is just like if somebody makes a name for themselves, then their art is everything. Yeah. My favorite part of the museum was there was a huge, gigantic outdoor live plant wall. And that was really cool. I like that. Wow. Okay. That sounds great. So you had a blast in San Francisco. It was so much fun. And then finally, one more thing I'd like to say is that I went to Japantown, which for San Francisco exists within, it's indoors. Japantown is pretty much inside in a mall. What? Yes. It's a Japantown mall and they have everything you could imagine. Matcha, boba, mochi. And I discovered the most delicious thing I've ever had in my life, which is a mochi donut. Okay. It's not super sweet. It's rice dough. So you can imagine that chewy deliciousness. And it looks like if you cut it and, you know, string it out, it would look like a butt plug. It has little nodules on it. (laughs) Anal beads. Anal beads. Yeah. It looks like anal beads. Yeah. It looks like anal beads. But anyway, so Ellen and I got those, and then we went to the Korean day spa. Camille, have you ever had a full body exfoliation? No. What the heck? You're not the first person who's told me about this. Okay. This was my second experience. I experienced it once in San Diego. This one in Japantown was unlike anything. They Okay, these little, well, I don't know if they're all little. My woman was very little. (laughs) And she basically is, everybody's naked, except for the woman who's scrubbing you. You walk in, it's a luxury experience. Wait, is it a shared room? Yep, yep. And everybody's naked. Well, you walk into the spa and they immediately give you a very beautiful robe and some, you know, waterproof slippers. You come in about an hour before your scheduled time and... You have a special little locker with your own key and everything. And then all of the facilities are nude. And this was a women's only one. So you are just, they had a cold plunge, a hot tub, all beautiful Aveda products, a huge, I have to tell you about this part because it ties in with the kid in us that feels really good, mm-hmm. but a huge steam room with eucalyptus. They have little snacks, tea. I mean, it's so special. So First of all, I love naked people. That's one of the major reasons why I liked being a swinger because I love seeing naked people. I love penises. I love bushes. I love it all. I think it's so fun. So just the experience of being naked at all and not having to wear a stupid bikini was so much fun for me. Of course. Then we went in to get our service, which was a body exfoliation And what they do in there to you is everybody should experience it in their lives. They wear these little mitts, okay? And it's a woman and she's basically in a bra and underwear. You walk in and she completely services you, takes off your clothes, guides you onto the bed, which is a bed covered in plastic. Like it looks almost like it's saran wrap. You're going to get murdered on there. Yeah, you're going to feel like you're about to be butchered. It feels like they're going to make you into a meat sandwich. I don't know, a meat sandwich. (laughs) And then they just immediately start pouring nearly boiling water all over your body. So they're pouring water on you, slapping your legs so that you're pretty much spread eagle. I mean, you are almost spread eagle. And they are using these little, what you would kind of think of as a dish sponge and exfoliating your body as hard as you can. And when you open your eyes, you see that you just have all of this gray, nasty skin around you. Like they have exfoliated you. No. Yes. To the point. Hurt? Where you hurt. Well, 
there are some areas that are a little sensitive. The ankles, because I think the skin is so yeah, so thin right there. Well, but they just know exactly what they're doing. And then, you know, they wash your hair for you. They give you a little massage. It is so great. They you- wash your hair for you? Yes, they wash your hair. Oh my hair. God, nothing is like getting your hair washed. Yeah, they put a little mask on you. They, it really feels good. And they do your whole body. They do your chest, your stomach. They know exactly how to do all of these different strokes. And you leave there feeling almost violated and also like the most slippery and taken care of seal that you've ever been. No way. How much would an experience like this cost? This was an $80 plus tip experience. So Okay, but that is actually cheap. Like that doesn't seem like that's that expensive for that type of experience. No, the next time I would upgrade and go to the $110 experience because they give you a longer massage and they give you more of like oh. a facial with it. Oh, yeah. But then, okay, so we did the experience. You are in the room with another person, but there was a partition, so I couldn't see who the other person was. But I was trying to be mindful of my moaning because when I get a massage, I'm not quiet. I love to express. No, you don't. Yes, I do. No, you don't. What do you mean? I do a lot of exhales. I feel like I just like to kind of do my audible, like, <sighs> yep. Okay. I do that. I'm not moaning. I'm not having an orgasm. You're not going, you're not going, oh yeah. <laughs> no. But I'll say, you know, nobody's ever touched me like this. <laughs> no, you- <laughs> so what? Sue me. <laughs> so what? <laughs> okay. What are you gonna say about it? <laughs> yeah, what are you gonna say about it? So then after this experience, Ellen and I come back together and we're both totally slippery seals. They didn't even really use oil during this time, but another one that I've done, they completely lube you up in oil. I mean, you would die if somebody <laughs> tried to t- touch you or attack you. You would slip like a Become pink a luge. <laughs> yeah, you're a luge. Okay. I'm getting to the end of my story, but it's fun, isn't it? So then we go upstairs and there are these two different saunas that I just thought were regular people saunas. No, the first one, the whole entire floor is pieces of Himalayan sea salt and the room is heated up from the floor, from the sides and from the top. And it's an infrared salt room where you lay on these Moroccan looking mats on top of the sea salt and you become purified. So what? It was so fun and cool. Ellen and I were in there. And then we leave this room and I come, Ellen leaves before me because she gets way hotter than me faster. I come out and she goes, ow. She's like, I went into that other room and it kind of hurts. And I, <laughs> like, okay, well, I want to try it because I didn't know that they were two different things. Yeah. What this other room was is you walk in and it is an adult ball pit full of tiny marble-sized red clay balls. So you crawl onto the side of it, you kind of roll your body over, and you have to wear shorts so the marbles don't go up your vagina. So you what? They provide you with these cotton shorts. So you roll over into this ball pit and you sink down into these warm clay balls. And I was the only one in there. So I was rolling around like a kid having such a good time in these warm clay balls. You're joking. No. Doesn't that sound like the most fun experience? I'm not kidding you. I feel like I have to go to San Francisco to have this type of experience. Well, I'd love to go with you. I've never heard of something like that. I mean, I've heard of the, the Korean spa and the massages, but never of a tiny ball pit. <laughs> a tiny ball pit. I mean, I'm not exaggerating. I had my hands up and I was like doing the worm, you know, rolling over and over. And how big are these rooms? I thought it was going to be like the, the size of a little steam room. No, I could have done maybe 15 rotations. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, wait, 
lengthwise or <laughs> side width? Side Are you width. going ass over Timka? No. <laughs> Are you going? No. On your side. We're doing a spaghetti noodle. Yeah. Rolling. You're not doing somersaults. You're okay. not doing ass over Timka. No, that would really hurt because okay. balls are small so you know you want your body weight to be evenly distributed or else you're going to come down on a pressure point dude no way that is so hilarious yes and it just shows That's the difference cool. between my personality and Ellen she goes it hurts and I'm in there going Wee! <laughs> <You> <laughs> <know>? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and so then they had such a nice experience to get ready and go for your day. I tried all these new Aveda products and just, we had a blast. Then we went and got another mochi donut. Okay. That sounds like the best weekend ever. And I know there was so much more than that. Ellen made you delicious food. You guys talked and talked and talked. Yes. You just had such a great weekend. Yes. The Korean day spa for me, I want to take everybody I know there. It's the most, which is you. <laughs> and Shane. It's just me. But boys can't go. It's a girls only. It's a women's yes. only. Yes. My God. I feel so excited about that. I have to go back. Yes. I would love to take you. Okay. Well, your week sounds really fun. My week, you know what? I've had a really great week too. Good. I decided this weekend, last weekend, that I can do it all. I'm 28 <laughs> and I can do it all. I'm training for my half marathon. I went out to a club with some girlfriends on Saturday and danced my little butt off. And I actually do have to say that I feel really proud of my alcohol journey. And I know I've talked about this a few times on here, but probably not in a while but I used to be nervous to go out because I knew I would be so hungover the next day. And I realized this last weekend that I don't have to fear that anymore because I don't overdrink. Well, that's yeah. just perfect. Yeah, it's really good for me. It feels fun to be able to go out. I didn't even have a single drink, actually. I drank a little bit of Coca-Cola to get amped up, just like on my birthday. And I danced and danced. And then the next morning I woke up and ran a 10K. Dang. Yeah. So that was fabulous. Then I got some new tattoos. New tattoos. I got I some new tattoos. I saw those on your Instagram. Thank you. Yes. Check out my Instagram at Camille Joanne XO if you want to see my new tattoos. I got three, which was very fun. Then I had a fun little day party on Sunday with girlfriends. We partied at the pool, aka just listened to music and danced, and then had a movie night, got some snacks from the from the corner store, came back, watched a movie. That was really fun too. I just had a lot of time spent with friends, which felt good. Aww. But yeah, my main weekly update that I wanted to talk about is that I had a really beautiful experience for the spring equinox, which was March 21st. And which, by the way, this is launching, this episode will be launching in April. So happy April, Wolfpack. It is wow. the fourth month of the year, which is crazy. On the spring equinox, Tulum had an event. They had a a beach sunrise concert event, which was a fundraiser for Turkey and Syria. So me and a few girlfriends decided to go. And we Vespa down there. At, it, doors opened at 6 a.m. because the sunrise is here at 7 a.m. So I hopped on my Vespa at 545, went and picked up my girlfriend, drove down there to the beach, which is about a 15-minute ride on the Vespa in the dark. It was freezing. It was so fun. And we got there and the event was absolutely beautiful. The hotels here are just stunning. You walk through, there are kind of art experiences everywhere. They had candles lit all the way down the little beach path leading to the experience. And when we got there, I thought it was going to be, okay, dance music, you know, dancing till sunrise. And it 
was not like that. It was a very meditative, slow music, instrumental, people singing. It was three musicians up at the front. And they were using, you know, the weird instruments they play here, like centaurs and didgeridoos. Didgeridoos. Yeah, those are real instruments. Hand pans. Yeah, I don't know about Singing any bowls. Singing bowls. Yes. They had just the coolest experience. Everybody was was stationed, sitting or standing around the musicians. And then there's a little private beach that was, we were about to see the sunrise. So we chose a spot right in front of where we could see the beach. And I basically meditated my way until the sun came up. Like we were really sitting there in meditative positions, listening to this crazy music. It was almost blasting me off, <laughs> you know, yes. kind of in like chanting and cool music. So we watched the sun come up and then they picked up the music a little bit. Everybody was dancing. Some people went and skinny dipped in the water. It it was just a really beautiful experience. And so at about 7.30, I went, there was a little coffee and tea bar. So I went and bought a jasmine green tea with a little steamed soy milk with honey. And we walked up to the rooftop of the, of the place so we could see everybody dancing, singing, watching, you know, the sun had already come up. It was just beautiful wow. and and then all of a sudden we hear the people say you know everybody's clapping the music's over thank you so much I think it ended the music ended at maybe 8 8 15 and the guy just who was running the event he just goes now everybody feel free to eat and we walk down the stairs and there's all they have a huge table full of food which was gone we missed the food but they brought more rounds and we got the food they had this chia seed pudding with mint and coconut milk. They Yum. had delicious veggie wraps and bagels with delicious veggies and like crispy mushrooms on it. It was free juice, free cacao, just the most beautiful spread of food. So then we sat on the beach. We talked to some people. We just had a beautiful morning. It was stunning. So great. Yeah. And then we hopped on the Vespa at nine o'clock, rode back home. And then I had a Spanish class. I take Spanish classes two times a week. My Spanish class was great. And then I got to working and I worked from like 10 o'clock to 12, two hours of just doing content. I was feeling really good about that day. And then I looked at the clock, looked at the day, and I realized that that was actually the day of my wedding anniversary. Oh. Yeah. It would have been three years that I was celebrating with my ex now. And the reason that I tell the story that way is because I was really scared of that day for a while. I had just kind of had this expectation that a lot of energy was going to come up for me. I mean, at one point, that was one of the best days of my life. You know, it probably still is to, right now. I mean, it was one of the best days of my life that I got to marry my ex. And the universe just gifted me with this beautiful day where I wasn't even thinking about what date it was. And I feel like I was just gifted sort of this little rebirth and mm -hmm. just the universe telling me that I was – I'm still able to celebrate that as a beautiful day. It doesn't have yeah. to just be this like sad, heartbreaking day for me, you know? I love that. That's so wonderful. Thank you. Yeah, you it really, really was wonderful. It. Thank you. I felt like it. Yeah. Yeah. So it was a really good week for me and I'm still just feeling on top of the world. I feel so happy. I feel so energetic and... 28 is really great so far. One weekend. Would you say that you feel blessed? <laughs> yeah, I do. I feel blessed. I feel like I have the most gratitude. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Shooting out of my body still. That is so good. Today, I'm really excited to be talking about external validation. Mm -hmm. Well, let me say, maybe not so excited, but I feel like we must. That's how it feels. Where yeah, it feels like it's really important. It feels like it's really important. This has been really coming up a lot for me because 
I, well, you know, in our generation, social media and having social media has really changed so many of our lives. It feels like it's hard to not be affected by the way that social media has trained us to seek other people's approval, you know, in so many ways. Like before that, you receive approval at school, you receive approval at your job, maybe from your relationships. And now there are opportunities to receive validation externally from the whole world. Yeah, from every single person. It's crazy that that's even an opportunity for us. Mm -hmm. When you look at it like that, it feels sad. Yeah, it feels nerve-wracking. Yeah, and if you're listening and you're kind of like, you know, what is external validation? External validation is essentially any time that you are validated for something that you're doing and it comes from outside of yourself. So if a boss says, you know, great job on that project, or for example, you're in school and you receive an A plus or a B or a C, all of that is validating how well you're doing. And so when we talk about this in social media, and we're not going to exclusively focus on that today, but social media in general, um, receiving likes is external validation, receiving comments, receiving shares, receiving views on your story, receiving views on your reels, receiving views anywhere is external validation. And so I wanted to talk about it today because I've been off of social media now pretty much other than just sharing our podcast episodes. And it's really hit me how much I desire and have a relationship with unhealthily external validation. And it's one of the reasons that I wanted to pull away from social media in the first place. But now as I'm kind of coming back to, all right, I don't want to just completely vanish. That doesn't feel right. I'm just assessing what feels good for me and where do, where do I need to work on this external validation thing? Because in one way or another, I've really struggled it, with it for my whole life. Yeah, I think this is really important to talk about. And especially, well, I, I will just say it is really hard this day and age with social media because a lot of us run our businesses from there. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, I have been putting out pretty consistent content for the last couple months for the first time ever in hopes of growing my business. And it's hard because you want to jump on the train of what works for businesses, like what makes something go viral and also just staying to your authentic self, which is challenging, but that's not really what I wanted to talk about. I'm just saying along with all of this, there's such a hard balance in that, in all of that. But if you're listening to this and you're not running your business from social media, if there isn't really something you're promoting other than just posting stuff to get likes, it was a huge turning point for me a couple years ago when that was kind of what I was doing on social media. I was posting a ton of content just to get a following Mm -hmm. and for kind of nothing and it was really crushing my self-esteem and Mm self-worth. So I actually took a huge step away from social media and I just deactivated my accounts for like six months. And it really helped to show me that I didn't need that stuff to feel whole. Mm -hmm. I didn't need to be doing experiences just to have cool photos to post on social media. Right. So I feel like that's a really big thing. And most of the people, it seems like a lot of people are running their businesses off of social media, but it's really a small percentage if you think about how many people are really in the world. Mm-hmm. But most of us are just posting stuff in hopes of like, oh, this person will see it or this person is going to like it or hopefully I get a new follower from it. And it right. just becomes this toxic cycle. Yeah. And it shows up not – just on social media. Yeah. I want to give a couple examples of where yeah. external validation really shows up in our lives and just how you can know if this is you. 
typically, mm. you probably already know by what, by yeah. what yeah. about it, but it's like, even the way you decide to dress can be based on the way you think other people will perceive you. That is needing mm. external validation. The way that you have sex, the things that you do in bed, if you're doing that because you think that somebody else will like it, but you don't like it, you're having an issue there with external validation. Having trouble confronting or disagreeing with people, changing thoughts or beliefs because somebody else approves or disapproves. This one's huge. And this is the, goes back to the social media one, but it's even more important than that is ascribing your self-worth to the approval of others. So for example, if you wear a really great outfit that you feel amazing in and nobody comments on it the whole time you're out, does that make your self-esteem go down? Or if somebody says that they don't like it, do you kind of waver like, oh no, I'm ugly or I have bad taste? Or are you kind of just like, that's okay. You don't like it. I do. You know? Yeah. Um, It's hard. Yeah. It is really hard because, well, first of all, external validation is not a bad thing. It's a survival thing. We need, it feels good. Like who doesn't like it if somebody says you're doing a great job or, hey, I love your outfit. You look hot or great haircut. You know, of course people like that. It feels good. And we need it when we're growing up. It's the first way that we know how to be appropriate or how to know if we're loved is by our parents saying, good job, you're walking, good job, yay. You know, like, oh my gosh, she said her first word, yay. It's getting you excited to advance. Mm. That's not a problem unless you begin living your whole life with external validation as the basis how will people see this? I'm going to do this kind of work because I want other people to think that I'm smart and I make a lot of money. Now, the difference is if you're going to do that anyway, if you know in your heart that you like that kind of work and other people think it's cool and that's kind of just like, okay, great, then that's a totally different thing than choosing the trajectory of our life based on how we think other people will perceive it. Yeah. You know? Wow. Yeah. I, I'm just thinking of a couple examples from my own life it, along the lines of the clothes ones. And this came up for me with my friend group the other day because all of us dress differently. Mm-hmm. And I had this urge to ask everybody what they were wearing to this event And I decided not to, and I chose something that I would like out of my closet. And when I got there, I said that. I said, I almost asked you guys what you were wearing. And they were talking about it being this form of external validation when really we should be tapping into what our own personal style is. Right. So that's one of them. There's also, I feel like when you go to start your own business, there's a lot of nervousness around the fact that you won't get external validation Mm -hmm. you know like I I feel like that happens to me a lot it's even starting my own business I've I had that fear of people saying what makes you qualified or I can't believe she's doing that now look at her becoming a coach like everybody else you know Mm -hmm. I feel like there's just so there's there are positive aspects to this of wanting people to say you're doing well. And also this fear component of it, which is like fearing what other people are going to say about you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. There are two components for sure. Yeah. And also it, it can be kind of confusing too, because at least for me, my relationship with it is so complex because there's a huge part of me, I'd say probably half, that really identifies as kind of a trailblazer in a sense. Like I don't care. There are certain things that I don't care about. I don't care what anybody says. I'm doing it my way and I'm going to just go balls to the wall on it. Like whatever. People will understand later. There's another part of me, especially with my appearance, I would say, that 
I get almost too much of a boost in my mood if somebody mentions that I'm beautiful or the way that I look. It's I can notice that it's really unhealthy. Like I, especially if I'm sort of feeling a little bit down, I'm checking that and I'm being really honest about it because that's something that I'm currently working on. Right, right. See, what's interesting here though is that in terms of ways that we need to be loved, right? some people really actually need words of affirmation to feel like they're loved, mm-hmm. just to feel like they're loved. Right. So I don't even know how that coincides with this work. Like what's the balance about being externally validated and then allowing yourself to feel loved in that way and like yeah I do love when people are giving me some moments of reassurance or you know what this is this is even more than just um in relationships because this used to happen in my career when I was in engineering and it was actually a management and leadership strategy to understand how different employees received praise some employees just liked you to go, hey, good work. And then others would actually want you to pull them in for a meeting and say, hey, I'm this, you did a really great job on this. I just want to reassure you, you're a great employee. Like people, some people actually need that. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I maybe they perceive that they need that. I'm not mm -hmm. sure. Well, I think it's just an important conversation. Like you and I are not leading experts on external validation. No. But but I think it's important for us to just be having the conversation. I did do research before this. It's a very psychological thing. And so I'm sure that it's a mix of both because I am a words of affirmation person. Mm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So it feels when people will say it to me right now that I'm like, yeah, I am that. It, it's this artificial feeling of confidence, really. I want to be able to receive that kind of stuff and be like, thank you, you know, thank you for seeing me or thank you for that compliment and really truly receive it, but not have it become an integral part of this person inside of me that loves being recognized for my appearance alone. Wow. Okay. I can totally understand that now. Do you know what I mean? I can totally understand that. And it's funny because this is actually something that Lauren and I are very different on. Mm -hmm. I have almost, I have almost had actually the opposite where I haven't been able to realize my own worth in the past. Mm Mm-hmm. And words don't actually affect me in that way. Like, I think of all of the ways to be loved, I actually care the least about people saying certain things to me. I would rather have them, like, grab my arm or something. (laughs) Or I, I don't know. I almost feel uncomfortable when people will tell me certain things about myself. It's like a, oh, I'm like, oh, thank you. Uh oh. I almost, but you know what? I have actually had to work on that too is not just turning it back and telling somebody else something good about them and just mm-hmm. actually receiving it. Right. So that's been my piece of it's just saying, like, thank you so much. I received that instead of saying, oh no, come on, you look so cool. Or, right. oh, come on, I love that outfit, something like that. So we yeah. have such a different experience with this external validation thing. Yeah. I've been really looking at where my true center is and how I can feel really great about myself through all different phases of my life, even if I'm not as much in the limelight for a minute, you know? So being, being in Washington has been so interesting because we're not around people if you're listening to this right now and kind of rolling your eyes, I get it. This is not a cute part of me, <laughs> but I'm just trying to be honest about it because we all go through stuff. We all struggle with something. Yeah. And this has been a really big one for me. You know, I remember receiving comments or compliments as a kid. People would be like, wow, this little thing is so charismatic. Wow. And I'd go, I know. 
And my mom would go and humble too, you know, like I've always struggled with humility, being humble. Yes. Yes. And you've been the opposite, Cammie. Totally the opposite. Okay. So let's get, I've been expressing my own Mm. experience. Take a minute right now as our wolf pack, as our listeners to check in with yourself about where in your life you may be making decisions, having thoughts, forming beliefs around how other people would perceive you. Mm. So just take a note of it. Perhaps in your career, the way you hold yourself, the way you communicate. Yeah, even, and I know these are kind of a little bit bigger things, but even staying in a marriage, man, like, okay, I want everybody to think that I was young and got married and it's going to last because I was smart and I was doing the right thing instead of just accepting the fact that you and your partner have totally grown apart. You're super unhappy. This is not your lifetime partner. Mm -hmm. But I feel like a lot of people stay in situations like that or Oh, yeah. Even me staying in engineering because I had this pride and I knew my parents and grandparents had this pride of thinking that I was an engineer Mm -hmm. instead of just doing and going for something that I actually wanted to do. Yep. Like we can look for this external validation in really little ways, but even in the – bigger ways of our life or like staying in a hometown because you feel nervous to leave your family. Yes. Or staying at your church, even though you don't agree with it anymore, but you're so worried. And I mean, these are really real scenarios because, okay, in our DNA, we want other people to like us because way back in history, being part of a community meant that you were going to survive. Right. It, it meant, okay, there are people who are getting the food, raising the kids, making the meals, cleaning the whatever. And now that we live these more hyper-independent lives, we're pretty desperate for people to say that we can stay, that we're going to survive. Mm-hmm. And so there's this unlearning that we have to do around, okay, what is it that I like to do? What, what is it that I really would say right now if I weren't concerned about what somebody thought of me? Mm. And so that's how we begin to repair this. There are different levels to this, but the first thing that we can begin to do is start writing down, what is it that you like? Like, and we can do different columns of it with work. What are the things that you would like to do? This is kind of one of those things when it's like a kid wants to major in art and his parents are like, you cannot major in art because Mm -hmm. what are you going to do with that? You can't. And so you don't major in art and your whole life feels shittier after that. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It really is just a boundary thing. Like even saying, even saying no to people People have a really hard time saying no to people. And this is something that I've been talking with with a few of my clients, but one has come up strong lately where she says yes to these external activities because there's some trauma there about not being liked and welcomed into a friend group. Right. So if she says no to these activities of celebration or says no to the girls' night because she's exhausted and she needs to take time for herself – She's worried that next time they're not going to invite her. Right. So learning to say no and being strong in the fact that you saying no isn't going to deter people away from liking you. (laughs) And if it does, as hard as it is in the moment, those are not your people. And so you're wasting your time anyway with them. Yeah. Yeah. So – Ways that we can get away from relying so much on external validation. I just had this conversation with a client the other day and we talked about fully deleting his Instagram. 
for right now. Mm -hmm. This isn't used for work. This is used to post so that other people, maybe other people that this person could be dating can see what he's doing, see that he's not, you know, doing nothing, that he's out living his life, et cetera. When you're doing that and you're searching on your story to see if the crush that you have viewed have if to see if your crush viewed your story you're doing that for external validation you are not doing that because it feels authentic and good yeah so taking a break like Camille said earlier from social media for many reasons but particularly for this reason Mm -hmm. can be really helpful to come back to what it is that you like and what it is that you want from your life or what, what you need. I think that's the biggest one right now, especially for our generation, because it's just so confusing. Yeah. It's It's so confusing. It's confusing to see how other people have these massive followings for just being hot. Right. Most people, it's just because they're hot. And you're like, okay, well, if I'm not gaining followers just posting pictures of me, am I not as hot? Right. And you know what? That's a huge thing for dating right now. The posting for your ex to see it or seeing – I mean, I know that I've done that before in the past. And the last time I deleted my social media, it was actually when I was single in between breaking up with my college boyfriend and meeting my ex – And it felt really good when people asked me for my social media to just say, oh, I don't have it. Because then there's not even this awkward pressure that you have to follow the people that you are sort of seeing. It's just there are so many reasons to step away from social media, especially if you're not doing it with a purpose. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And if you're the – kind of person that this has never affected then good on you write into us leave us a voicemail to say how you've navigated external validation and if you want to leave us a voicemail head to our website thedenmothers.com and leave us a little voicemail on the bottom right side of the screen you'll see a little button to leave us a voicemail and let us know how you have navigated external validation Yes, please do send us the voicemails. We love to hear from you about all of your experiences. And today is actually the first day that we are sharing a very important Wolfpack member voicemail. So make sure to stick around until the end so that you can hear our first question that has been sent in to us and a really funny story about being blinded by the sex. (laughs) (laughs) That's so exciting. Yeah, but let's wrap up this little section with our final thoughts on external validation. Okay, I wanted to read a quote that I really like. I It's from Dr. Reza Stein, and it says, if life or short-term goals are planned based on external criteria without deep understanding of what fulfills and satisfies us, we end up at a minimum disconcerted and unhappy, and at worst, with a midlife crisis or severely depressed. I feel like this is an important quote that can really wrap up what external validation feels like because when we're living this way for years and years and years, like Camille said before, and we've stayed in a marriage too long, we've worked a job that other people thought we should do, but we didn't like. We lived in an area that didn't make us feel super fulfilled and happy. We've have friends that don't make us feel good. They're gossiping ninny muggins and that's all they do is talk about other people. What ends up happening is that in our forties, our fifties, we freak out, man. And you end up completely uprooting your life, which is fine. We're here for a freak out, but it also, it doesn't have to be that way. So you can start working on things like trusting yourself Stop comparing yourself with others. These are huge, huge things here. Being aware of your options. Like you do not have to do what other people think you should do. You can really pave your own path and Mm -hmm. try a couple of things. Allow yourself to fail. Because that's the thing with external validation too, is if you're living 
based on how other people are perceiving you, you're trying not to fail because you don't want them to think you're stupid. Yeah. And people have to fail. You have to fail to find out what you like. Yes. Go listen to all of our self-love episodes, which is basically every episode because mm-hmm. practicing your self-love, getting in touch with your heart, your confidence, your purpose can really help with this. And please, 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 please check yourself if you're measuring your worth based off the amount of likes you're receiving on social media. Yeah, get off that stuff, man. Start, you know, this episode brings up a lot of good moments for journaling because even if you do catch yourself comparing yourself to others, it's not a moment to get upset at yourself. Just make sure you're noticing. This is just a part of noticing the mind. Go listen to our episode on meditation. Like, you know what really helps with not needing external validation is exploring your internal world. Yes. Figuring out what, what matters now. How can I be more present so that I'm not constantly worrying about the future and how people are perceiving me? Mm-hmm. And just making sure to have self-compassion too, because there is a tendency to go, oh no, I live my whole life on external validation. I'm bad or that's bad. It's not bad. It's that you just get the opportunity to grow out of that and to really begin noticing when you're doing it. And of course, like we talk about on the meditation episode, noticing is an A plus experience. So good job. Just noticing at all, you've got to give yourself compassion and kindness and remember that you're human at the end of the day. Yeah, I love that. Great topic today. It's made me think a lot about where in my life I'm seeking external validation and I can't wait to do a journal prompt on it. (laughs) Me too. I'm going to write more and more and more about it. And you know what? I have a whole section on it in my upcoming ebook. So I'm really excited to share that once it's finally done. (laughs) Yes, it's getting close. So we'll link Lauren's email list again so that you do not miss her ebook launch. That's right. And now we're getting into our new segment, which we said we were going to do. So we're doing it. It's (laughs) called Voices in the Den. To our new segment, which we said we were going to do. So we're doing it. It's (laughs) called Voices in the Den. So if you go to our website, thedenmothers.com, in the bottom right corner, there's a little microphone button and you can leave us a voicemail either about one of our episodes telling us a funny story or leaving a question. And we choose one of these voicemails and we will play it and respond to it or answer the question. So welcome to Voices in the Den. It's happening. Our first voice in the den is anonymous. And she is calling in from Georgia. This is wow. so exciting. I can't believe we're hearing voices of our Den members. It's just really fun for me. Yes, I love it. All right. So here's the clip from her voicemail. Okay, it's already started. Hi, Lauren. Hi, Camille. I want to um, remain anonymous, but I am calling from Georgia and I just um, – almost finished the blinded by the d episode and before i could even finish the episode i ran to the website because i have such a crazy story (laughs) that just happened to me that i was blinded by the d and then i have a follow-up question so um i was talking to this guy and we were having great sex and we really weren't going out on dates but like we were talking like, oh, you know, this is going to be serious, you know, like calling each other the name, like texting every day. Like, you know, I bought concert tickets. I was so blinded by the D. Um, He was like, oh, we're going to have to wait. And I was like, no problem. <laughs> like, it's something that I really wanted to go to. And I really wanted to go to like have someone to go with. Um, it was an R&B concert, so I was like, that would be so fun to have, like, a little boo for the concert. Cool, whatever. Um, I 
am currently being ghosted, I think. It's been like three, four days without <laughs> hearing from this guy. So I'm like, well, you are not coming to the concert with me anymore. <laughs> okay. Thank you for writing in. And I'm so glad it's not just us who have experienced being blinded by the D. This Wolfpack member, we're throwing her question at the end, by the way. So stick around because she does have a good question for us. But I just had to comment on this part before we finish the entire voicemail. This wonderful Wolfpack member decided to buy concert tickets. I see you in that. I am not kidding you. When I feel like a big reason that I bought my BMW once was to impress somebody who I was in a situation with. Oh, my God. So you might have bought concert tickets. I spent close to 20K on a BMW. (laughs) Yeah. When you told me that you bought that to impress your situation, I respected you for being honest. And I lost a lot of respect for you in the same moment. (laughs) It's just like. I feel like what happened was that I was going to get a new car anyways. And I was just showing them pictures of the cars. And it's like, if they thought that one was really cool. And then I'm like, okay, well, not only would I look hot in this car, but also they think it's really cool and would probably think it was cool that I was with it, whatever. That makes me so sad now. It makes me want to just cry, but (laughs) it's happened. It It happens. It's happened. Yes. The amount of things that I've done. I didn't buy a BMW or a concert ticket, but oh my God, the the lengths that I have gone for a situationship where I was just having sex is like, I probably would have driven hours to see. Oh, you know, sure. Making Hi. dinners for them, whatever. Just I could throw up. Wearing the coolest lingerie. What? Oh, that they do not deserve at all. No. God, it's just terrible. Okay. All right, let's finish up the voicemail. So um I want to kind of shoot my shot at this guy that I've been following on Instagram. The concert is not till the middle of April, so like I have some time. Um, to get your guys' advice on how I should shoot my shot at this guy, at you know, a different guy that I'll take to the concert. And, yeah, um, can't wait to hear. Love you guys. Thank you. Bye. Okay, so, Lauren, you're really good at this kind of thing. I am not good at shooting my shot. I'm weird on dating apps. I'm weird <laughs> texting. It's really hard for me to communicate over text. So this person, they wrote in another, they sent in another little voicemail that explained that they had matched on Hinge about a year ago. Nothing had come of it dating wise, but they've been following each other since. So how would you, how would you recommend to this Wolfpack member that she shoots her shot with this guy to ask him to the concert? Well, I love shooting my shot. That is so much fun. I would probably reference the hinge thing. You know, I would probably just say, hey, it's been a while, winky face or something like that. I remember we matched on hinge and we haven't had a chance to chat. I don't know. Where are you these days or something like start a brief conversation mm-hmm. and then see if he's worthy. Like if he says, Oh my gosh, I'm so excited. You reached out. I, you know, X, Y, Z have seen your page for a while now. Something like that. Just kind of get his vibe before you decide that you want to invite him to the concert. I think, you know what I mean? If you just go straight to the concert, it's almost like you're trying to buy this dude's interest in you. And first I would check to see if he's worthy of going to the concert with you. Yes, I love that. And see if he's going to take you out. Like if he wants to take you out to a little coffee or to meet up for lunch, you guys have a first little hang and then you say it goes really well and you say, hey, you know what? I have concert tickets for this. Do you want to come with me? That's different than saying, hey, I have tickets to a concert. Do you want to go with me when you don't even know the person? 
and you know what? If he doesn't end up being worthy, take a girlfriend and you might meet somebody at the concert. Okay, well, thank you so much for sending in a voicemail. If you have a question or want to send us a really funny story, again, go to thedenmothers.com and leave us a voicemail at your leisure. At your leisure. Anytime you want, day or night. All right, that's it for today, Wolfpack. We love you. Thank you for listening to our episode on external validation. And if you learned anything today, it's to leave all your worries behind and go to a Korean day spa. (laughs) <laughs> we love you. We'll see you next week. <laughs> ow, ow, ow.